everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. And we're going to be talking about uh, the fact that your goal is not to lose weight. It is to live at your goal weight. This is a distinction I'm constantly trying to imprint upon people because once you make this shift, and it may sound like a subtle one, but it's not, as, as I'll describe in a second. Once you really shift the way you're approaching this and realize that it's not about the weight loss, it's about living at your goal weight forever. And ideally, you want to live at your goal weight forever on near autopilot. Once you make that shift, you get more specific about what the real goal is. And to prove it to you, I know your goal is not just to lose weight because I know you've lost weight at some point in your life. I know you've lost some weight and then you probably put it back on. And so I want you to reflect on that for a moment and realize that just losing the weight was not the, the secret. That's not what you wanted. You want to live it that way forever. And you weren't able to make it happen for whatever reason. And so it starts off this whole process with a different point of reference. You see, or the different North Star. And I can't tell you how important this is subconsciously because if we just think about losing weight, we get into this mindset where we think of like, we almost think of like a sprint and we think, okay, this is a temporary thing. I'm going to lose weight, right? Because weight loss is a phase. And it might take you a couple of weeks, a couple of months, maybe a couple of years, but it's like, then you're going to lose the weight that you want to lose. But then what, you know, and that's the big problem is that people just think about the losing weight piece. And if you just think about that phase, you're more likely to choose extreme methods, drastic ways to make it happen because you're just thinking of it as a short-term thing. So why not do it as fast as possible? And so it sets you up for failure because if you do real extreme things, and if you're focused on what's not the real goal. So, so I'll give you an example. Um, we can bring this into money, right? Your goal is not to make money. Your goal is to be wealthy, right? You, you don't want to just be debt-free, right? You don't say like, I just, I want to be debt-free. Well, no, you, you want to be debt-free. That's part of it. But you also want to live with abundance, with, with an abundance of money, right? So it's not just about being debt-free, you see? And so this is why it's very important. It may sound very similar, but I'm telling you subconsciously, they're very different messages than you're sending to yourself. And it sets you up for success when you start to articulate the goal as, I want to get to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on near autopilot. Now you send a completely different message down to your subconscious mind that you can orient around. And one of the most effective benefits of this is that you tend to choose more sustainable methods now, right? Because what's the point of water fasting, eating a thousand calories, completely giving up carbs or doing whatever extreme thing you may have tried in the past. What's the point of doing something extreme if you're not gonna be able to maintain it? Right. Because because that again, that works when you're just thinking about losing weight. You'll do anything because it's temporary and I can do anything to lose the weight. But when you start thinking about living at your goal weight forever, you start to create a more robust filter for methods that aren't going to support that. Right. And so all of a sudden now um, doing extreme things in service of the goal of getting your goal weight and living there for the rest of your life. It just doesn't seem like it's going to work as well. OK. So, again, if you're like most people, <clears throat> you've been struggling to lose weight for a while decades perhaps. And I'm telling you, one of the biggest shifts you can make is to shift your goal from wanting to lose weight to wanting to live at your goal weight forever. And again, it may not seem like a lot at first, but as you start to wrap and orient your mind around that goal, you're going to start to create a different strategy and it's going to feel like a different approach because when we start focusing on living at your goal weight, that's a forever goal, right? How long do you want to live at your goal weight? Right. I, mean, I can hear you saying forever. OK, what a different thing when you go when you approach something that you want to do forever, as opposed to when you approach weight loss and you just want to lose the weight. Well, that's short term temporary. 
And it's that temporary thinking that is causing a lot of your weight loss issues. I promise you, <laughs> because you just want to lose the weight and you want to get it off and then you don't care how you're going to sustain it. And you have to start caring about that because most likely you're at a point where you've lost weight, put it back on probably a couple times. And now you can't even get motivated to lose weight because your subconscious mind associates weight loss to ultimate failure anyways, because that's what's happened. And so by reframing the goal as I want to live at my goal weight forever, you set yourself up, A, it's a different goal, and B, it's built for long term. And so now you start thinking more accurately. Because again, which is your main goal? Do you just want to lose the weight or do you want to live at your goal weight forever? Right? And I know you want to live at your goal weight forever. So that's a different goal. And as you orient around that, you come up with different strategies and you create a different mindset around that goal. So again, I, I can't say it any clearer, but, but take some time. And the way you test this out is spend the next 24, 48 hours thinking about living at your goal weight forever. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a different way for you to think. You don't think about this way, okay? And as you start to wrap your mindset around that goal, notice some of the shifts and the changes that happen to you in subtle ways, all right? Because I think you're gonna find that they're all gonna be beneficial and helpful, all right? So give this a shot and I hope it helps you. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Let's see. What's up? 33 million K. How's it going? Can I get all these? I never feel like I got this before. But I now get like anyone that joins is just showing up here. So I, it's hard to filter through all the all the questions. I bet you can't even hear me, huh? Those be the new messages. All right. Officially, microphones trashed. <laughs> but good news is I got a new microphone coming tomorrow. And uh, I love new microphones. Love new stuff. So that'll be here tomorrow. But uh, let's see, let's see. Suzette, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. You're welcome, Suzette. It's a pleasure. I love I love helping people out, and that's why I do these all the time. So I'm, I'm glad you're appreciating it. Um, oh, nice. 33 million K made it in time off early. Nice. I'm glad. Erica, what's up? How's it going? Looking forward to talking to you on the coaching call in an hour or so. Um, Teresa Michelle, I lost 70 pounds on low-carb diet, but is it sustainable? Um, yes. Perhaps, <laughs> you know, I can't answer that for you because I don't know. Well, first of all, congratulations, right? 70 pounds is, is, is tremendous accomplishment. So great job. And um, is it sustainable? That's up for you to decide. Okay. Now I, I say that because that's the truth. <laughs> there's no sustainable versus unsustainable, right? I mean, there's clearly there's ideas, but you know, there's some people out there that can sustain crazy diets. You know what I mean? So the, the starting point for all of this, in my opinion, is to really recognize there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. So who gives a shit what I say? If I say it's sustainable or not, don't listen to me. If a doctor comes down from on high and says it's sustainable or not, don't listen to them. It's up to you. Is it sustainable for you? Are you having an easy time with it? And so what I would suggest for you, I mean, since you, 70 pounds, you must have been on it for a while now. I would say that you must have integrated a bit into your lifestyle. You know, I'm going to assume. Um, then again, you could be white knuckling it the whole time. So I don't know where you're at, but this is what I will recommend to you if you haven't done this yet. With Program Yourself Then it's really an inside out approach to weight mastery. Okay. And so I know that you, you've lost 70 pounds and you've probably been very, very focused on what you're eating, specifically low carb diet. Uh, and that's great. But what I really would want you to work on if you haven't yet is this inside out piece of it. And what I mean by that is really the self image. You know, so who, who's Teresa Michelle at your goal weight? Who's the best Teresa Michelle that you can possibly imagine? 
and start thinking about yourself as the best version of you. Now, let me back up. I like to say that take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. Okay. So again, I don't know if you've approached it this way yet or not. Um, but for me, it's like, I wouldn't want to just approach with just the weight loss piece of it. Cause that's usually not enough motivation. So what I want to do if I were you is I'd want to start really stepping into who I want to be. Cause one mistake a lot of people make is they kind of have like their overweight mindset. They have their dieting mindset and they just flip flop between them, you know? And so as you know, you've been a dieter for a while now, um, what you want to start integrating is you want to start creating a thin, healthy mindset. Who's Teresa Michelle not dieting? Who's Teresa Michelle not losing any weight, just living at this new weight? Right? You have to start creating that because you probably don't have an idea of that. I feel like, you know, what they say, 95% of people that lose weight put it back on. How does that happen? You know, they know how to lose weight, but I don't think they know how to live at their goal weight. And I think a big part of that is they don't have the self-image. They don't have an identity of thinking themselves a thin, healthy person, right? So again, if you're struggling with your weight out there, you have to understand you don't like the weight, but you're familiar and you're comfortable with it. You know how to get through in the world as this version of yourself. And um, I think that, you know, it's important to uh, recognize that process. And, and again, with Program Yourself Then, we, that's a core part of it, is that so much of it, it's not about losing weight, it's about becoming the person you wanna be. And there, there's a lot of reasons for that. But anyways, so is it sustainable? Again, that's up for you to decide. Um, what I will say as well, though, is that, you know, if it's, if it's feeling unsustainable, if it's starting to feel like it's really hard for you to do it, uh, I would do two things. Again, first I'd work on the self-image piece. Who do I wanna be? What's the best version of me? How can I be that person? And then strategically, I would work on how can I make being low carb easier for me? How can I make this easier, more manageable, more sustainable? You know, and that will take you to probably be a little more flexible. Um, but I would really look for that flexibility. I think sometimes people with the diets, they get so rigid with how they're following things that it doesn't have the flexibility necessary for a long-term, long-term success. Because I always say that the number one skill you need to master in order to master your weight is the ability to get back on track quickly. You see? And, and so again, that, that's, that's, if you're rigid, it's all, it's all or nothing, you know, but, but you can't be all or nothing in life. At some point you're going to make mistakes. So you need to have the ability to get back on track quickly. I feel like that's the important, important skill there. Right, so remember that. Um, what's up, Ms. Independent? I've got all the questions out of the way. Yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, oh, you're welcome, Teresa. So I, I hope that helps you out. It's so hard to answer these sometimes. I always like, again, that's what we do in the coaching call, which I got coming up in a minute. Um, and when I, when I work with people, I can get so much more detail, you know, and I can drill into it a lot more. So I, I did try to do my best here, you know, with just kind of top line questions. Um, I have to kind of assume a lot, you know, and I, I don't like to do that, but, but it's just the nature of the, the interaction here. But yeah, so I hope that helps you out. And again, congratulations. 70 pounds is tremendous, but um, you're in a different phase now, you know. Now again, with programming yourself, then we always start with maintenance. You know, we want to start with maintenance because that's the goal. You know, and so a lot of people get in this, this little bit of a trap sometimes. Be careful of it, you know, where it's like you trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. You got to take that into account, you know. And so then eventually the scale stops going down. And now you've kind of given up the pleasure of the scale going down. And now you've given up a lot of the pleasure of the high carb foods. And so now you're, it's a weird space. So you got to get yourself comfortable with that, you know. And, and again, it's a lot of mindset work, but I think it's important, very, very important mindset work to do. Um, because you're not, you haven't just lost weight. I, I think this is another one of those things that it kind of makes me crazy. Like people tend to think a weight loss is just this purely external thing. Like I'm just going to change how I eat and I'm going to lose the weight and I'm going to be the same person. 
you know, and, and I just don't think that's true. You know, I think you living as a thin, healthy person and you living as a person who's dieting to lose weight are, are two totally different things. So again, that's why I think that with program yourself then anyway, so much of it's really geared at changing the way that you're thinking about things. So I will say this, if you haven't done it yet, and this is for anyone, but um, if you're here, go to my bio and click that link and get the hypnosis session I give you. Okay. Uh, it's called the new thin me. It's a weight loss kickstart session, but it'll still, it'll still help you out. Um, even though you're 70 pounds down, um, listen to that session, you know, because what it does, it helps you clarify and connect to the best version of you that you want to be not just weight wise. Okay. Just, just you in, in general, who's the best version of you. That's what we want to build this around for, for a lot of reasons. One of the key reasons is that the weight loss stops at some point. So if the only thing you're measuring is your weight loss at some point, that's it. You, you hit the goal, right? So, so what do you do now? What do you focus on now? What do you improve now? People, our human brains love progress. And for a lot of people that dieting, they kind of construct it in a way where it's like, well, the progress is over since I hit the goal weight. So now what do I do? You know? And so with programming yourself, then we're really building around not just losing weight, but becoming the best version of yourself possible. And so it's this never ending path of, of weight mastery, of personal development, we're always improving and growing and optimizing and tweaking things so we get better and better and better and better. And it's never ending. You know, the path I'm on now, I've been on for 30 years and I want to be on it for another 100 years, always improving and growing and evolving and getting better. So even though the weight loss, you know, was, was, was over 30 years ago, um, I'm still on a path where I'm always looking forward to it because it's always new and interesting and I'm improving and making things better and all the rest of it, you see? So I think that mindset is crucial for where you're at now to shift into a more maintenance oriented sustainability mindset. You know? Um, Oh, thank you, Miss Independent. You have the best advice and most effective mindset. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I, um, I, I think I do too. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I just do, you know, like I'm not, you know, I, I'm not trying to be egotistical here. It's, it's not that I just, I, I've been around the block. I, I listen, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I listen to lots of people. And uh, I think one thing I bring to the table is I bring practic practicality. And I think practicality is sorely missing when it comes to weight loss. You know, I think everyone's out there just, you know, every diet, every plan is just like the best case scenario. You know, it's the all or nothing thing. What's up, Mary? Um, Mary up. I don't know what the rest of it means. Uh, yeah, you know, and so it comes to weight loss. It's this all or nothing mindset. And it's just reinforced with every single diet and plan out there where it's like, you know, I always say this, I, I could make a diet plan and I could make a lot of money selling a diet plan. Just be what I eat, you know, I just write it down. But it's like, how's that going to help you? You know, like, like you have to understand that, that your main problem is not that you don't know what to do. It's that you can't get yourself to do it consistently. You know, so, so every diet out there that just tells you what to do, how much is that really going to help you? You know, if you don't know how to change your behavior, that's really what weight loss is. It's, it's behavioral change. And um, if you believe that and you look at all the diets, how are they helping you to change your behaviors? You know, because usually what happens is, you know, you get the plan and then, and this is, this is a weird thing, but tell me, I don't know if you agree with this, right? So I, I always like, I've seen you before, the, the football, the football happy face in, in, the, in the, the prayer hands. Um, she says you're so right, or they say you're so right. And uh, it's true because if you look at like, pretty much every single diet and workout out there, right? Like I'm talking about like all of them. And it's not too often you can take like, like literally all of them. Every diet you've ever known, every workout plan you've ever known, 
how can we just put them into one bucket to describe them and why they're not working either? And I think that bucket is that they're just, they're telling you what to do. Here's the perfect plan. And they never show you how to get to do it. So what do you do? You take that plan and then you try and force yourself to follow it by using your willpower. You try and fight against yourself. Right? It always feels like a fight. And you're trying to just force yourself to follow this new plan. You usually just jump into it 100% day one. So you get overwhelmed. It's too much. And you usually, if you're really honest with yourself, you probably stick with whatever diet you're going to start. You usually stick with it a couple days, maybe a couple weeks. Rarely and sometimes a couple months. You know, but it's always a struggle. You never really internalize. You never be, you never become that plan typically. You know, you always feel like you're just fighting against yourself to force yourself to follow it. And so that to me is the, the kind of original kind of sin of dieting in a sense is that it's always based around willpower. You just forcing yourself to follow this new plan. And so to me, that just doesn't make much sense because again, yes, sure. You could get short-term results. You know, if you drastically cut your calories down or change what you're eating, you're going to get short-term results. But I am obsessed and focused on long-term results. That's why, you know, like I'll hear people too, and you got to you gotta wake up from this. You know, when you hear someone say, oh, I lost 30 pounds in last month. Oh, how'd you do it? I don't give a shit. I, I'm not impressed by that. I want to hear how long have you kept the 30 pounds off? If it's been a month, two months, I'm not even talking to you. I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I've, so program yourself then, it was created by, I began speaking with people. I've, I've spoke with over a hundred people and more of that now, but I spoke with over a hundred people that had lost weight and kept it off for at least two years. And I'd be, I would, I would interview them. And it wasn't just like, oh, what'd you eat? What'd you exercise? It wasn't that. It was a little bit of that, but it was mostly the deeper stuff. How did you change how you thought about food? How did you get yourself to do this? How do you think about your health? How do you think about your weight? How do you think about food? You know, and so is it the deeper psychology of what is it that leads to actual change? People that actually create change, that 5% that successfully are able to lower their weight and live it that way for the rest of their lives. Again, this is just a neuro-linguistic programming. So I'm an NLP trainer, neuro-linguistic programming. I'm a hypnotist. It's kind of an offshoot of hypnosis. Keep it simple. But it's kind of the science of role modeling. And the, the philosophy is you find someone who's getting the results you want and you role model them. Not just do what they did, but understand how they're thinking about things, how they're approaching this. And that was an absolute game changer for me, you know, because I realized I grew up around people that were not only overweight, but there's a whole mindset behind being overweight. I'm a big believer that your weight is just a physical projection of your mental self. I think if you're overweight, it's because you think of yourself as an overweight person. That's how you identify as an overweight person in the world. Most of the time, almost all the time, though. <laughs> and so, again, with Program Yourself, then we always start with that self-image. You know, if you thought about yourself differently, you're going to act different. That's why I, I truly, if you took my brain and put it in anyone's body, we're going to start losing weight immediately. Because a number of reasons. A, I value being at my proper weight tremendously high. I'm super motivated about it. I have a self-image of it now. Okay, that's a benefit I have, but I created it. Okay? And, um, and, and that, that took a bit of work, you know? I know how to handle my emotions genuinely. I know how to approach my habits. You know, and program yourself then. There's a 30-page workbook, you know, where you, it has your three weight mastery blueprints. Mindset, lifestyle, eating. You know, and you fill those out. And the mindset piece, it starts with motivation. You know, how to motivate yourself at a really high level because the motivation is doing most of the heavy lifting and most people aren't very motivated to lose weight. 
be honest, you know, and um, you think you're motivated, but if you haven't been losing weight and you're not doing things consistently to lose weight, then you're probably not motivated. So don't get confused. You know, the worst thing in the world is, like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm doing everything. All I want to do is lose weight. I'm motivated at level 10 and I can't lose weight. No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. You know, that's one of the worst things you can say to yourself because it's almost guaranteed not to be true. And B, it's a, it makes you feel powerless. It makes you feel like no matter what I do, I can't lose weight, you know, which is a cancerous thought. You know, you can't have that. It's going to sabotage everything. So motivation is the first step. Then it's self-image, your identity. How do you identify? If you think of yourself as an overeater, as an overweight person, um, I, I'm big because of my genetics, I'm big boned, whatever you tell yourself, that's going to come out in your weight. You know, so to me, it's like you've got to change how you think about yourself. Because how do you how do you explain how people lose weight and then put it back on? What's your explanation of it? They clearly can do it. It's not their genetics. It's not their physicality. They they lost the weight. So why do they put the weight back on? To me, it's like they never change their mindset. They never learn how to think like a thin and healthy person. They know how to think like an overweight person. They know how to think like a dieter, and they just flip flop between those two their whole lives. And never do they learn how to think like a thin, healthy person. Where did you learn how to think like a thin, healthy person from? Right? Maybe you didn't have anyone around you. I didn't. I had people tell me, I grew up thin. And my mom would always tell me, I mean, she was to tell me a million times in my life, I was thin when I was young too. I used to get liver shots. Now look at me. Now look at me. Now look at me. Look at me. And I start putting weight on, you know? And, uh, oh, there you see, I told you. Okay. <laughs> you know? It's like I was just thinking this way, you know? And it's like, you know, so anyways, so there's a motivation, then the mindset, then the habits, you know, again, you want to change your weight, but if you don't know how to change habits, your habits, how are you going to do that? You know, and the truth is you probably don't have any clue about how to change your habits in a, in a real way. Do you understand the neuroscience of habits? Because if you don't, what are you using? You're just using willpower. You know, then there's emotions. How are you dealing with your emotions? Do you know how to feel emotions you want to feel? Do you know how to deal with emotions you don't want to feel? If you don't, you're going to probably turn towards food. Then it's going to be real hard to manage your, your weight. You know, then we move into the thinking, how to think like a thin person. So what is the, the nuts and bolts of actually thinking like a thin person? Well, a lot of it's the questions you're asking. You're asking a lot of problem-oriented questions that make you overweight. So it's kind of that simple. You're saying certain mantras in your head. You're thinking like, a, like an overweight person. I know this. I, I work with people. I've done, done this for 20 years professionally. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. You know, the things you're saying to yourself, you are your own best or worst hypnotist because you know that internal voice you have? Do you know that, right? You have an internal dialogue. That inner dialogue is like your best or worst hypnotist. You're constantly just talking to yourself and that constant chatter is driving your behaviors and those behaviors are driving your weight, you know? And the final piece in the mindset part is maintenance, you know? You have to start focusing on your maintenance right from the beginning, the idea that you're going to focus on your maintenance once you lose the weight is so silly to me. First of all, you need strategies to deal with maintenance right from the start. The idea that you're just going to, you just assume you're going to make it till the next week. Why would you assume that? <laughs> you know what I mean? When you think about your weight loss efforts the last 10 years, how many times have you made it to the second week? How many times have you made it to the second month? Again, you're not alone. I'm blanking on the numbers now, but I think it's a, uh, 74% of people don't make it past a month on a diet. 39% don't make it past a week. And I, those numbers seem, that 39% seems high to me. I think most people don't make it past a day. But anyways, that's from Brian, Brian Wansing from the Cornell Food Labs. I'll, I'll take his numbers over my mind. But 
the, the point's the same, right? That, that it's hard. You want to lose weight. You think about it all day long, and yet you're not getting any, any results. And you say, what the hell is this possible? You know, I'm this smart, intelligent person. I'm successful in my, you know, my, my professional life, you know. I carry through things. I got willpower. I can focus. I'm, I'm taking action over here. And then there's my weight, and I'm just stuck. I don't know, I don't know what to do. You know, and it's weird because I get a lot of my clients I work with, they're, they're smart, successful people, overthinkers, perfectionists. What the hell? I don't understand. How can I be successful over here in this way? And then over here in my weight, I, I don't have any of those skills, you know? Well, of course you do have those skills. You're just not using them there. You know, a big part of what I do is I help people map those skills that they have in other areas of their lives, you know, being an amazing, you know, worker, you know, whatever you're doing with your career, um, mapping over to your weight, being an amazing mom, you know, taking care of your kid just amazingly, using those same skills and, and helping them over here with the weight. And most people aren't doing that. They're not trying to use their strengths. You know, they're trying to fix their weaknesses with their weight loss. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's a race to the bottom in a sense, you know, but so I say this to you. And again, I, I don't want this to sound negative. I want it to be a sense of hopefulness because if you're going to fix this weight problem, I think the first thing you got to do is you got to diagnose what the issue is. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, most likely you're listening to this and you're trapped in a dieter's mindset. It's an invisible prison you don't realize you're in, but you think like a dieter and dieters don't lose weight, you know, very few of them. And if you've tried diets and numbers of times, you know, if you're, if you're two, three, four decades into dieting and it hasn't worked, uh, it ain't going to work for you. I'm here to tell you, I'll officially let you know it's not going to work and don't, don't be upset. It doesn't work for hardly anyone. It's again, on average, get a 5% success rate of dieting for long-term success. So it ain't you, it's the strategy. The strategy is complete and total shit. It's completely inadequate for the task at hand. And so you need a more robust, comprehensive solution to your weight issue. The diet is not gonna do it, you know? Knowing what to do is not enough, you know? You already know. But, I mean, because, again, I, I was talking about this yesterday, and I think it's a, it's a profound idea. I'm reading this book called The Future Self, Your Future Self. And um, one of the really interesting parts of it is they do brain scans of people, and they have them think about their future self. And long story short, basically the way we all think about our future self is we, we think about the same way we think about strangers, that we're that disconnected from it. And so we tend to put all these wonderful expectations on our future self, though. Right. Because if you really are honest with yourself and you really think about it, what are you planning on? Why? What's your plan? Right. It probably goes something like this. Some Monday, not this Monday, but some Monday in the future, I'm just going to do it. I know I got to do. I'm, I, I know what to do. I just got to get myself to do it. Some Monday in the future, I'm going to get myself to do I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it perfect. And I'm going to lose all the weight. You know, and it's like you've probably, probably been doing that for many years now, if not decades you know, and it's the false hope syndrome. It's just this idea that this magical future self's going to appear and all of a sudden just, you know, fix everything and make it all perfect, you know? So I don't say this, again, to make you feel bad. I, I, I say it to help you. Is that what you're doing? You know, because part of that thinking is this all or nothing mindset. And that's what leads to the false hope. And this is what the diet is prone with you. Okay. They know that in your mind, you like to fantasize that some Monday is going to pop around. Oh, now I'm going to be, I'm going to follow my keto plan. Perfect. No. Okay. That's it. Now I'm ready to do the intermittent fasting. Perfectly. Now I'm going to cut my calories down to 1200 for, until I lose the weight, you know, and you hold on to this perfection idea somewhere in the future. That's just going to make it all work for you. 
And that's a path to uh, failure, in my opinion. Now, again, it depends. What, what Where's that path led you to? Are, are you at the weight you want to be at? Are you happy with your health where you're at? Or are you not? Or are you constantly stuck in this cycle of just, just imagining and hoping that someday in the future you just all of a sudden will magically be this person that can follow a plan perfectly, right? So it feels like shit, right? Because <laughs> that's what ends up happening. If it comes this, this consistent feeling of, almost apathy, you know, you get to this point where it's like, God, I always think about weight and I never do it. <sighs> you know, and that, that's kind of your, your mood now when you think about weight, <sighs> you know, or it's stressful, or it just feels like failure, you know? And so what's the alternative to that? The alternative, I think, is to start off with a different strategy, you know? So people ask me sometimes, my favorite question is, this, okay, so if I start programming yourself then, what am I going to start with a meal plan tomorrow? I'm going to cut down, you know, because that's what people are thinking, you know? No, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to take a, a, a common sense approach. Now, let me shift up examples for you for a minute. You know, because the way we approach dieting and weight loss has become so normalized that we don't realize how crazy it is, right? But the idea that you're going to pop into a plan tomorrow, well, not now, because now tomorrow will be Wednesday, so you'd never start on a Wednesday. But let's just say next Monday, right? You're going to pop into your keto plan, no carbs, or you're going to pop into your diet, 1,200 calories, right? And it's like, you're going to go from not really paying attention to your food to all of a sudden being perfect with it. And do you not feel overwhelmed almost instantaneously with it? And I always say metaphorically, it's like, if you want to learn to play the piano and you're like, I'm going to play 10 hours a day. So I learn really fast. Okay. First day down, the second day you start and your fingers are all cramped. You, you overworked yourself. Now you can't do 10 hours. You can't do half an hour. Your finger's killing you. You see, I think metaphorically this is what you're doing with the weight loss. You're trying to do way too much too soon. I know you're impatient. And again, this comes back to the idea that when you think about weight loss, you're thinking like a dieter. You're thinking, I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. And that's fucking not true. You don't just want to lose the weight. You want to live at your goal weight forever. The only thing that not losing weight is losing the weight and putting it back on. I can tell you, I, I this is my clients. Every client I've worked with has lost weight and put it back on. You know? And so you don't just want to lose the weight. Losing weight in an unsustainable way is really like a path to one of the greatest feelings of failure you can have. So what's the alternative? That we approach this strategically and intelligently. I used to almost as a tagline for Program Yourself didn't to call it weight loss for intelligent people. Not, not to be conceited, I don't think I'm the most intelligent person, but I think it's an intelligent approach, right? So if we go back to the piano, you know, if you got two people, they both want to learn the piano and one says, oh, I'm really committed. I'm going to play 10 hours a day. And the other one says, I'm going to play you know, half an hour a day, every day. I'm going to do it at eight o'clock in the morning every day for a half an hour. And I'm going to practice scales for 10 minutes. I'm going to practice um, chords for five minutes. I'm practice a song for 15 minutes. And then you get the other, I'm going to play 10 hours a day, right? Which one you put your money behind? So what do we do with weight loss though? Right? So, okay, well, I'm not going to die. What am I going to do then, Jim? And that's the first point I want to point out to you is that you literally don't even, have, you, you've got a, a complete, a complete and total vacuum, right? Because let's be honest, at this point here, you associate weight loss with dieting. And as soon as we say, okay, well, no, no, this is weight loss without dieting. Your brain goes blank. What are you even thinking? The lifestyle change? I got to shift my mindset? <clears throat> yeah. Well, what the fuck does that mean to you? You know, these are vague terms. Right. So what I'm pointing out is that you literally, you've been so, we all have, and we have all been indoctrinated by millions of diet ads in our lives where we now think of weight loss as dieters. 
fast results. Let me do I'll, I'll go crazy. I just want to lose the weight. Okay. So what's the alternative? I'm going to say it. And you're going to get, wow, well, that doesn't sound good, but it's strategic. And so what it is, instead of trying to go down to 1200 calories, why not focus on your worst eating habit? What if we could knock out your worst eating habit? I bet that would bring you half the way to your goal weight over a year, right? What's your worst eating habit? For a lot of people, it's eating at night, overeating at dinner, snacking in the afternoon, eating too much at lunch. I don't know. Which one's yours? But what if you just stay focused on that until you find the antidote to it? So you come up with real strategies, not where you just stop yourself from doing it, right? That's the dieting idea, right? But instead you seek to, you understand the behavior and you seek to prevent it. And so all of a sudden, two, three months from now. So, okay. So, so someone says, does drinking water help lose weight? I would say yes. I think it fills your stomach up more that, that activates stretch receptors. So that'll fill you up in times when you're feeling, you know, a little weak. Um, it helps you digest food better. It helps your body feel more comfortable, lubricate your joints up, helps you think more clearly. And so all of those things contribute to being more in control of your weight, you know, because the more pain you're in, the more you're driven towards unhealthy foods, the less, you know, the more cloudy your thinking is, the more unhealthy your eating is typically. Uh, So, you know, the more energy you have, the the, the easier it is to eat better. So I would say absolutely water helps you drink, lose weight. And then finally, on that point, um, they estimate that most people in America are at least mildly dehydrated. And that's a problem because... A lot of times your body will misinterpret thirst for hunger because, again, we evolved in an environment where we ate a lot of our hydration, right? A lot of the foods we had a lot more higher water content than they do now with processed foods. So, yes, absolutely water is is a helping helping you lose weight. Miss um, Independence says sweet tooth, okay? So sweet tooth is not a behavior, though, okay? That, that becomes part of your identity. But what we want to do is we can't just say, oh, I got a sweet tooth, it's too vague. So you see, it means nothing. Okay. So we need to give it meaning. So where is this sweet tooth showing up? Yeah. Okay. I, I crave sweet stuff late at night. Now, now we're getting somewhere, you see, because we don't, oh, sweet tooth. Well, how are we going to change that? Right. We, we, we don't give a shit. The, the sweet tooth is not the problem. The problem is eating sweets at night, late at night, you know? Um, and so that's what we want to go to work on. Because I guarantee you there are things you're doing before that late night period of time. So I'm going to, let me go through this a little bit because I I think this could be a paradigm shift for some of you because it's such a different way to approach weight loss. So I just want to, I miss independence here all the time. So she's way ahead of a lot of people in terms of having her mindset straight. Okay. But she comes up and says, says, I said, what's the worst eating habit? She goes, sweet tooth. And I'm I'm, I'm not picking on you, Miss Independence. I'm just pointing this out, the value of a coach specifically me, is that a lot of times, even when you're listening to this stuff, you're just missing big things, you know? So if you say sweet tooth, well, there's not much we can do with that, okay? But now as I, I, you know, challenge you to get more specific, now you say, well, it's actually late at night craving sweets. Okay, now we got something to work with, okay? Because now we have a specific moment in time. If you say sweet tooth, it feels so overwhelming, how am I gonna change that? Now we kind of, we're, we're taking something that's, that's this big and now we're shrinking it down into, now it's what? It's probably an hour or two at night, right? Late at night is, I'm just going to put numbers out here, um, eight, eight to 10, you know, nine to 11, right? So now we've taken something this wide and big and now we've, we've shrunk it down to this. This is a big deal because when we think, oh, a sweet tooth, oh, it's overwhelming. I can't even think about, I don't know how I'd even go about that. Oh, I snack every night at night. I want sweets. Oh, even that feels overwhelming. Now we say, I've got this one habit 
that if I changed this habit, if I was somehow magically able to eliminate my late night sweet snacking, where would I be next year with my weight right now? This is how I like to start it, just to give it some perspective, some conceptualization of this, right? Before we even go into the, the strategies of it, okay? But now we've, we really articulate the, the problem in a lot more detail. Now what I would want to do if I was you is I'd want to understand what is going on in that moment in time. Um, where am I at? Have I eaten enough food, right? So I want to look at, okay, let's just, I'm going to pick out numbers. It doesn't matter if they're right or not. But let's just say it's 9 to 11. I tend to struggle with sweet cravings. Okay. So now we want to say, what's going on before that? Am I nourishing myself enough in the evening? You know, what's going on here? Um, where am I at hunger-wise? Where am I at emotionally? 9 to 11. And I want to start to understand what's leading to the sweets craving, you know, because there's a lot going on there. And so as you start to understand it, <laughs> thanks, Allison, um, as you start to understand it, you start to allow your brain to come up with more ideas to strategically resolve it. You know, you may find that I'll give you an example. I always have sweet cravings at night and I was able to I don't want to make it sound so simple. It, it took a bit of work and there was other things going on. But a big part of it for me is like. Because someone says, like, so I have a sweet craving after dinner. Yeah, same with me. And I know I can wait a half hour and it goes away, but I kind of like having something sweet after I ate my meal. And so what I came up with is I came up with um, a couple squares of like really good quality chocolate. It works for me. That was a trial and error thing, but it worked. And so here I am now. I know I can rely on that and I'm good the rest of the night. You know, so it's, it's about understanding that habit, maybe spending a month, maybe spending three months with it. Do you, you see the mindset shift I'm talking about? With the diet, you're trying to fix everything all at once with this one-size-fits-all solution of willpower. And again, whatever philosophy you're doing, it doesn't matter. It's basically I'm going to stop myself from doing what I typically do. And it becomes this inner battle. And what I want to do is I want to naturally seek to prevent it and resolve that issue. So my big problem was snacking at night. I would eat, I would eat dinner. I would take an hour or two off, and then I would eat till, pretty much until I went to bed. And so I began to understand that process and come up with different strategies to help me deal with it. And it took me a while, but now I, now I have real strategies to deal with. I, I don't eat at night anymore. It's been 30 years. So how much that, that two, three months of figuring it out and working on things that work best for me gave me 30 years so far of not eating at night and having, you know, that was 500 to 1,000 calories a night I was eating. You know what I mean? So instead of me... If, if I go back in time, instead of me trying to cut all my calories down to 1,200 and changing everything all at once, I put all my energy into the nighttime snacking for a few months. And I came up with strategies and ways of approaching it and things to do that let me get through the evening without eating anything and it felt natural and normal. And then that lasted for 30 years and it will last me for another 100. Do you see that way of thinking how it's so different than dieting? You know, And I think if, if you all start approaching it that way, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's more like it's more like a puzzle. It's like I'm figuring things out than it is like this willpower thing where what are you expecting with the willpower? You're just forever and ever going to have to just force yourself and fight against yourself. It's never going to work. I hope that makes sense. You know, um, what about being stuck at a certain weight and not being able to go down as easily? Yeah, that's tough. You know, it's, I know that's hard. Um, but again, I think it goes into the idea uh I think that um, when people say they're stuck at a certain weight and not being able to go down as easily, I don't care like, like if it's easy or not, you know, because I'm not focused on the weight loss. I'm focused on living at your goal weight. 
So if it takes you a week to get back down there or if it takes you a month, two months, who gives a shit? And I, I'm, I'm telling you this. I, you know, a, co- a couple of years ago now, I wanted to drop five pounds over the summer. I gave myself three months. Why? Now, again, I, I didn't have much weight to lose. So I, I, I want to be honest about that part. So that's a different thing. But because I gave myself three months because I don't give a shit. I know I could just, I could just stop eating. I could stop eating and lose five pounds tomorrow or over the week or whatever. You know what I mean? But who gives a shit? That's not a long-term solution. So I don't care how long it takes. I care how long it's going to last. You know, so yeah, I, I think being stuck at a certain weight and not being able to go down as easily, the way I look at that is so I'm stuck at a certain way. I it plateaus, right? With my column, I take plateaus and I consider it's an opportunity to work on my maintenance, right? Because, okay, I've hit this level. I'm not losing weight like I was. Okay. Now I don't know what's going on. I don't know if my body just needs a little bit of time to adjust or if I need to make a tweak in what I'm eating. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this next couple of weeks to optimize my, my eating and make it easier for me. How can I optimize? How can I maybe cut some calories out or just I'll keep the calories the same. How can I optimize what I mean so it's easier and more enjoyable for me? Because I'm going to live this way forever. I'm going to cut a little bit more. Maybe I want to lose a little more weight. But my main goal is, am I going to be able to live with this? Is this comfortable? Is this sustainable? It's a different paradigm. And so I don't care how fast it's happening because I'm aiming at my goal, which is to live at that goal weight. And I'm only going to live at a goal weight that's comfortable and enjoyable to me. The goal weight you're all picking... You, you don't even know why you're picking your goal weight, folks. I, let's be honest. If, if, I, if you're, because I've asked this question, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. People say, I want to weigh X amount of pounds. Why? Because um, that's what I weighed when I was 21. That's what I weighed when I got married. That's what I weighed when I lost all that weight on keto or Weight Watchers. Th- that's your reasons? Because <laughs> guess what? Changing your lifestyle and changing your reading is hard. So you better have a good reason why you want to do it. And if it's just because that's what you weigh when you were 20, I, I hate to tell you you're 50 now. You're not 20. It's, it's, there's no, it's not a time machine. I don't need to sound like a dick, but you know what I'm saying, right? You need to have real strong motivations for why you want to make this happen. And they better be strong enough to get you through a couple plateaus where you're not losing weight. Who gives a shit? I'm telling you that when the weight loss stops and you plateau and you freak out, that's a bad sign because what's going to happen when you get to that goal weight? And, and you're not seeing, once, once the weight stops coming off, a lot of people's motivations disappears. My motivation's as strong now as when the weight was going down. And that's a huge part of the process. Haven't you all lost weight and put it back on? God damn it, learn from that. Just losing the weight doesn't mean it's coming off. And then someone asks, thoughts on reverse dieting. I don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that reality. The, the idea that you're going to, I don't understand this. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a scientist, so... I, I only have my anecdotal experiences with, with you know, <laughs> all, all the people I've worked with the last 20 years. Um, but this idea that you got your average calorie caloric intake and then you're going to drastically cut down and then you're going to go back up, but you're not going to gain weight. I don't understand that. And people say, oh, well, yeah, because if you just, because what I always say, right? So that's the dieting mindset. You start your average calories, you drastic cut to trigger the weight loss. And then once you get to your goal weight, then you go back up to your maintenance. And I always get, well, what's the maintenance? Is the maintenance here? Or you're, you expect you're going to back up to the calories that you were originally at, but your weight's going to stay low? Well, then why the fuck, why, why'd you get in the problem in the first place? Why didn't you just stay at your weight anyways? I, I don't understand that. I can, I, I'm going to speak anecdotally about myself. If I start adding a consistent, I'm eating is very structured. If I consistently add an extra couple hundred calories a day, my weight starts going up after a couple weeks like consistently staying up. So this idea that you need to make drastic weight cuts in order for the weight to go down, 
maybe for some people, I, you know what I mean? I can't speak for everyone. And, and that, that's, again, that's the main message I want to put out here is that you got to figure out what works for you. Okay. But, um, to me, instead of this model of your average calories that you're at right now, where, where your weight is, and then drastically cutting them so you can lose weight and then going up to maintenance. And I know this maintenance thing, people say, no, that's not it. You go maintenance is up here. Well, it, no, it can't be. <laughs> so anyways, I'd rather go from where you're at to your maintenance level. It seems like an easier thing than to go all the way down here and then back up here. So I'd rather cut slow and low and um, slowly slide right into where I want to be with my weight and do it comfortably and sustainably. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of theories out there. I mean, I, I, I don't know. You know, everyone can say anything they want. Ms. Independent, I have to take your advice and have replaced it with fruits that is so helpful when I have a craving. Yeah, Ms. Independent, that, that's that's perfect strategy. You know, because again, there's three three rules of weight loss, right? Or three strategies for weight loss, the three R's reduce, replace, remove. And when it comes to weight loss, most people just want to remove, right? So they say, oh, I eat cookies at night. I got a sweet craving, I eat cookies at night. <clears throat> and I say, well, you know, so, so I want to lose weight, so goodbye cookies. Well, okay, I mean, that, that's one way. And of course, we're all, all or nothing, right? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Okay, you can do it right for a couple of weeks, you know, but then what? Can you, can you give me a call then? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's one option is to just completely remove the cookies. Great. But another option is you could eat less cookies. That's going to cause you to lose weight. Or you could replace with something like fruit. That's going to help you lose weight too. You know, so it's not, it's not black or white. You know, it's gray. And I know people like black or white because it's easier just to like, just tell me what to do. But if you, if you stop that shit, you're a unique person. You got to figure out what works for you. And the more flexibility you have, a lot of times the better, you know, and, and so you can figure out what works for you and then enact those strategies. Right? Um, lots of protein and fiber helps with both, both my craving, what well, helps with cravings. Yeah, absolutely. Fiber is the big one. Protein, I think we all know about and, and it's, 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 um, satiating, but fiber to me is the huge thing that people are missing because fiber is one of the main things that's stripped out of processed foods. And so, um, you know, for a long time, they're like, okay, insoluble fiber, well, it doesn't even matter, right? We don't digest it. It's not doing anything. But what it's doing is it's staying in your intestines and making you feel full. You have these different breaks, ileal break, colon break, and part of them are activated by these protein, by this fiber in your body. And so think about it, right? You eat like a bunch of flour and sugar. It's powder. It's absorbed into your body like that. There's nothing left in your intestines. You eat fiber, which is what you've been evolved to eat. Right, that's what you eat. You eat a lot of fiber. Even paleo people, you know, they came out with a thing. A paleo um, person was eating 130 grams of fiber a day. Okay, so we were, of course, we were eating a lot of fiber. Everything and all the food was was fiber in it. You know, sort of animal food. We weren't just eating animals in, in 99% of the cases. So um, all this fiber in our body is, is how our body's meant to go, in my opinion. So more fruits, vegetables, greens, beans. You're gonna feel more satisfied and full, and obviously that makes it easier to eat right. Right. Um, you helped me so much, Jim. I can't thank you enough. You're welcome, Miss Independent. You're you're awesome. You're always here, and, and you deserve it. Um, would you recommend taking breaks from weight loss to focus on maintenance and then restart? Yeah, absolutely, Zoe. I, I definitely would. The weight loss thing—it's just because you're gonna do that anyways. Like you, I'm trying to tell you. You know, I, I always say this, and maybe this will make more sense here. You, you, people tend to think of their weight loss as a finish line. You, you've got to banish that idea from your mind. The, the weight loss, when you get to your goal weight, that's the starting line, okay? And so, you know, you, you get to this point, so to take breaks and come back to it, I always say that the most important skill you have is to be able to get back on track. So with Program Yourself Then we follow a 5-2 model, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, and it's specifically for this reason. 
first of all, I mean, there's so much psychology, but I'll give you the high, the high points of this model and why I use it and suggest it. Um, so the five days of, of clean eating is obvious that that's good and all the rest of it. But the reason we do that is because it's easy to eat, it's easier to eat clean when you know you've got two days where you can eat what you want to eat. Okay. But the flip side of that, that's the most important piece is that every week now you're practicing getting back on track. You got your two days of pleasuring and now you're getting back on a clean eating. And that's the most important piece of that model is that we're, you know, again, with diets, it's artificial. You make this artificial timeline in your head. Okay. It's going to take me six months to lose the weight. I can, I'll be hundred percent perfect for six months. Okay, fine. That's even hard. Probably not, but whatever. Um, but you ain't going to be perfect over a year. You're not going to be perfect over your life. And so I think you've got to recognize that and plan for it. And that's what the five two is built for. It's built, it's a, it's a, it's your weight loss, your life, you as a person, it's not a black and white reality, right? <laughs> it's a gray reality. There, there's gray area. It's all gray. And um, that's what the five two miles really built for. It's, it's to recognize I'm in one right now. I was on vacation for a week. I got back on Monday, broke my foot. And it's been, it was a shitty week of eating last week. And I'm getting back to where I was at now. Um, but, you know, th that broken foot just threw me off track. And, and that's just how life is, isn't it, folks? <laughs> Am I the only one? You know what I mean? Like, like you can have all the best intentions in the world. Your dieting is really built around, let's be honest, you really need to be in a perfect place to diet well, right? I mean, life's got to be really working with you for you to really diet and get the results because it's hard, you know? And so it's not a real accurate way to live your life. It, it's a, it's a, it's a thing you're going to, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to it really hard. And, and then, then what? Yeah. And then what? Well, I'll figure it out then, Jim. Yeah. No, you fucking won't. 95% of people don't. Why are you any different? You've done it six times. You lost weight and put it back on. So why would this time be different? You know what I mean? But people just walk around thinking that. So anyways, the five, two model helps that. But yeah, you can take a break and then um, focus on maintenance and restart. I think that's a great idea because then you get yourself off of that obsession with just the weight going down. I know you think, see, you need that obsession on the weight going down because that's the motivation that's driving you on the diet. But what do you think happens when you get to, the, when the weight stops going down? I'm telling you, you're just replacing the dopamine that you, you're, right now you're struggling with the food. And you're struggling with the food because your dopamine levels are based around getting those foods. And as soon as you think, okay, I'm not gonna eat the cookies and I'm not gonna eat the ice cream, your dopamine levels drip, drop, and you feel like shit. That's what makes you feel, oh, oh, this isn't worth it. What's the point? Who gives a shit, right? When you really go into like why you eat the food, because you know what you should and shouldn't eat. This is a whole conversation of itself, right? Because if you were, you know what you should do. If you were a robot, you could easily lose weight. If you just typed in what you're gonna eat all day and then you just did it, you'd have no problem losing weight. The problem is, you know what you want to eat, then the time comes to eat the right thing or say no to the wrong thing, and you, some part of you compels you to do the wrong thing. That part that's compelling you to do the wrong thing is really the whole game. I call it your subconscious mind. But what do you call it? You know, you probably don't have any sense of what it is. So anyways, what's happening is you're trading the dopamine that you're, the dopamine hits you're getting from the food right now. And what a lot of dieters do is they trade the, the dopamine from the food for now they're going to get dopamine from the scale going down. And then when the scale stops going down, now the dopamine goes away and now they go back to the food. And that's again, that, that overweight, that overweight and dieter mindset. The big difference is the overweight person's getting their dopamine hits from the food. The dieters getting their dopamine hits from the scale going down and people just flip flop between these two. So what I'm telling you is that the solution is to create a thin, healthy mindset where you're getting the dopamine hits from living a thin, healthy lifestyle. So yeah. So anyway, Zoe, that, that helps you do that a bit. 
But again, listen, folks, please go get my, go to my bio, click the link, put that, I ask you like five questions so I can customize your hypnosis session. It's a new hypnosis session for, to kickstart your weight loss, the new thin me. Go get that. Listen to it. It's 10 minutes long. It'll help you clarify and connect to the goal, weight, and person you want to be. And you'll feel motivation and you'll naturally start to eat better. Just listening to that session. No willpower needed. And then I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. And that is the, the whole system laid out. You, you really ought to watch if you have even the, the slightest genuine motivation to want to change your weight and health. You, you really ought to watch it. It's about a half hour. Probably one of the most beneficial half hours, insightful half hours in terms of your weight that you've ever seen. And it's free. It's just free. <laughs> yeah, I email you stuff. I, I give you a lot of stuff for free. Again, this is a mission for me, but you got to do your part. Thanks for your advice. You're welcome, Elaine. Um, oh, after teaching, whoop. Uh, it's so hard finding the right level of calories to consume. I totally get that. And, you know, here's the thing, right? These calorie counters are just guesstimates. So, so this is exactly what I'm talking about. That, you know, you could read all the science of calories in the world. Those are just, they're just, they're averages. You understand? You are a unique and individual person, genetically, physically, mentally, emotionally, all, in all ways. And so, again, I always say, like, there's no right or wrong when it comes to losing weight. It's only what works for you. The one exception is I believe you've got to structure your eating. You, you've got to structure your eating so that you're eating consistent ways. Again, we do the 5-2 model and program ourselves at five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, which are consistent week after week because of this exact reason. Once you stabilize your eating and you structure it somewhat, now you can be strategic, right? Because now you can, you can live with that structured eating for a couple of weeks, see where your weight's at, and now you can look at that structured eating and strategically say, where's the easiest place for me to cut some calories down? And then you do that, you live with that for a couple of weeks and see where your, your weight goes. Hopefully it goes down. And then you do the same thing again until you get to the weight you want to be at. That's how I approach calories, you know, because all these calorie counters, you know, they work sometimes and then that's cool, but it's the times they don't work, which is a lot of times. And then people feel completely just devastated. So anyways, you're right. I think you make a lot of sense. I wish I had done it this way instead of drastically lowering calories. It's never too late though, Jackie. All right. So, um, yeah, I do make a lot of sense though, don't I? <laughs> I really do. I hear myself too, you know. I'm always amazed at what I hear myself say. <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm kind of not joking because it's like, you know what I mean? Like you never hear this stuff. You know, what do they say? I think the weight loss industry, last I checked, was like a $65 billion a year industry. You know, and you're just like, Jesus, how can it, how can all of it just miss the mindset piece? All of it, right? Who's teaching mindset out there? You know, it's really rare. And it's the whole game. You know what to do. You know, you, just don't, you don't know how to get yourself to do it. Viviana says, are fruits okay to eat or they have lots of sugar? Why other people say that? Yeah, okay. So the, the fruit thing, fruit has fructose in it. And fructose is handled by your liver. And fructose in fruit is binded to fiber. So it's a slow, slowly absorbed um, sugar, you know? And so, you know, again, there's people out there. The idea that you're not going to eat fruit, again, I can only tell you the World Health Organization lists fruit, increasing fruit consumption is the number one thing people could do to avoid, um, oh, what's I blank on the word of it? Non-something deaths. I, I don't know why I blank on this. Maybe my my partner here will help me with the word. <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember it. But anyways, right? Um, I you know then there's people that say fruit's bad because there's sugar. You know, and sugar, sugar's bad. Um, I think you should make a distinction between fruit, fructose, um, sugar, and glucose uh, or sucrose, um, which is table sugar. 
um, which is fructose and glu- glucose together. And so um, fruit, again, I'm going to leave that to you and your doctor, but but I think a lot of people overblow fruit because they, they hear sugar and that's bad. Um, I don't believe that. So I think fruit's okay, but that, that's that's one one person's opinion. Um, yeah, because the fiber's good. I, I think fruit's very good, and I think the more fruit I eat, the better I feel. Hello from France, and thank you for all your videos. You are welcome, Garden Party Girl. Have you written a book? I'm working on a book, and I can't wait. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Um, so he says, cracking advice. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Preventable. Yeah, yeah, preventable to death. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the World Health Organization. Now, don't... Don't be one of these people who's, oh, the World Health Organization, they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I'm not saying they're always right, but come on now. You know what I mean? Like, what, what organization has more money going into research? I, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. I don't know why I brought that up. But, let's, let's, you know, I think the fruit's a good thing. But at the very least, experiment with it. You know what I mean? Experiment with it and see how you feel. Um, I, I think that's a, that's a, a good thing. Uh, Anna says, you motivated me to go to the gym. I'm here now. Thanks to you. That's awesome. That's great, Anna. Good job. That's so good. All right, when I got to get out of here, I got, a, I got a coaching call coming up. So yeah, go get that hypnosis session. Watch the training. Um, if you're really serious, you know, uh, check out programyourselfden.com and uh, sign up and work with me. You, know, you can work directly with me. Uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, we got calls. And uh, I got to do one of those right now. So all right, everyone, have a super day. You remember, podcast is Program Yourself Den. TikTok's uh, Program Yourself Den. And hey, we're on Instagram too, because I'll go check that out and, and friend friend it up if uh, if you haven't yet. All right, everyone, thanks. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Bye.